Which offseason edition will win the hearts of Mariners fans? Which opponent will annoy Mariners fans the most? We're dishing out a ton of Mariners superlatives today. Plus, we're discussing our expectations for the month of April and picking five players apiece we're most confident in here on Locked On Mariners. Colby, let's get it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, April 7th, 2022, and this is Locked On Mariners Podcast. It is opening day, but not for the Mariners because Minnesota decided to build a baseball stadium without a roof. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners, and you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information if you want more of us. And if this is your first time joining us here, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button down below, turn on the notification bell give this video a thumbs up or two thumbs up like i'm doing and tell your friends to come check us out we greatly appreciate it so colby the mariners have a brutal month of may coming up so it would behoove them to do pretty well this month so they're not in a really awful position if may does end up turning into a disaster and there's some pretty enticing matchups here, some pretty exciting matchups, uh, definitely on the pitching side here in the first uh, week or so. How are we feeling about the month of April? Let's pull up the schedule right here. Got the uh, first four games against the Twins, of course. Hopefully those games are actually played. Opening day has been postponed to Friday, same time as it was supposed to be on Thursday today. Uh, but 1.10 p.m., first pitch. There in Minnesota, Joe Ryan versus Robbie Ray. But uh, after that, got the three more games of Minnesota. We got three games in Chicago. Then it's home for three games against the Astros, three against the Rangers, three against the Royals, then back on the road for three against the Rays, and then two against the Marlins. And then that series, of course, leaks into the month of May. What's a matchup here that stands out to you? What's a matchup here that concerns you? What are your expectations overall for the month of April and how the Mariners are going to approach this thing? Yeah, one of the first things that jumps out to me is the lack of days off um, in the first 10 days. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, we had this abbreviated spring training where the Mariners only had one or two days off uh, from the practice league schedule. Um, and then they lose the day off they were going to have. Granted, it was only going to be after one game, so didn't really change much. Um, but yeah, now they have to go, you know, four games in Minnesota in four days, then straight to Chicago, and then they have to turn around on Thursday and get back home for Friday um, with no travel day uh, that early in the year. It's a little concerning, and then they have to play the Astros. So not only do you have you know ten ten games against potential playoff teams. Uh, to start off your season, but you have it without any uh, any kind of off day. So that first off day on, on the Monday following the Astro series is going to be huge. Um, and thankfully, they'll be able to spend that off day at home, kind of get mm-hmm. uh, reacclimated to Seattle um, for those who don't you know live here in the off season. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of one of the things that stands out. Obviously, again, the there's some difficult series here, too. I mean, Minnesota is not going to be a pushover. 
the White Sox are still AL uh, Central favorites. Uh, so are the uh, the Astros are favorites in the West, um, and the American League East doesn't really have a favorite. I don't know if you saw this, but Zips apparently projected four teams to go eighty-eight and seventy-four in the American League West. Oh wow! So. I mean, that's not going to happen, but yeah, you get the idea. And Tampa's going to be tough as well. So I want it to happen for chaos. That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, especially if the Mariners win 89 games. But um, <laughs> yeah, so there, there's three series in April against just like division favorites, right? right Playoff right. contenders. Um, and then there's a couple against teams that are really improved, like Minnesota, Kansas City, um, in Texas. So it's, it's yeah. not an easy month, but it is one that is looks easier on paper, at least than uh, may. And there are some winnable series and some winnable pitching matchups coming up in this month. So hopefully they can take advantage of that. Yeah. White Sox a little bit banged up. So there's kind of an opportunity there for the Mariners. Uh, there's going to be a big pitching matchup in that one. Lucas Giolito versus Logan Gilbert. Oof. That uh, that's pretty spicy. Uh, the Astros home opener, we're gonna see uh, gonna see Matt Brass. We're gonna see Chris Flexen in that one. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, the Rangers gonna see Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. We're gonna see Bobby Witt Jr. in the Royals. That should be fun with him and Julio. Uh, and you know the Rays. Uh, they obviously were six and one against the Rays last year, and uh, that's gonna be a pretty big test for them. Uh, the Twins are a pretty big test for them. The White Sox again, even with the injuries that they've had. That's going to be a big test. Astro is going to be a big test. Uh, all of these games, really, because even the Rangers were pretty annoying last year. They went, what, 13 and 6 against them last year, but oh, it felt like most of those games were pretty irritating to watch for the most part. It felt like they gave them a pretty good run for their money. So, what is a, uh, like I said earlier, or like I asked earlier, what is a uh, series here where you know, you you feel a little bit concerned about how the how the Mariners might do, and maybe one where you feel confident about how they'll do. Yeah, um, I I don't know if I'm worried about any of these series just because it's so early in the year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you're asking me which one are they most likely to to lose, uh, probably still the Astros series. Uh, you know, Houston's mm-hmm. still very good, but the gap has certainly closed, and we'll see how you know, how they look, uh, head to head. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, no angel series in April, which sucks, but like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the Astros series is probably the most concerning. It, it might help that it's opening day, at least in Seattle, it's opening Mm day. Um, don't know what the pitching matchups look like for that one quite yet. I believe, uh, it's going to be Marco Flexen and and brash though. So not, Mm -hmm. not your two best going up against the Astros. Um, but yeah, it's if you're looking for where they can make up some ground there, it's right after the Astros series. Kansas City uh, comes to town and Texas comes to town. So, you know, it'd be very nice to win those two series because those are two winnable series, but they're not going to come easy. Uh, you know, yeah, so, uh, sure. Kansas City's quite good, uh, and uh, at least on paper, and the Rangers really improved this offseason. So, uh, not going to be easy, but uh, if you can find a way to, you know, get out of that nine game homestand with a winning record. Uh, before you head back out on the road, uh, I, I think you're going to be looking at a pretty productive month of April. So let's get some uh, some predictions here, some record predictions. 21 games in April. How are we feeling? 
I think anything over 500 is, is a pretty good month uh, just based on, you know, the, the lack of off days and kind of the tough pitching matchups that you're probably looking at. Um, like I said, April's no walk in the park. We, we spent a lot of time talking about how difficult May is. April's not exactly easy either. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll see how, you know, we don't know who's going to get hurt, who's going to play well, who's not going to play well, yada, yada, yada. So anything mm-hmm. over 500 would be uh, pretty solid. Uh, I think if you can go 12 and 9 in those 21 games, you feel pretty good about uh, where your team was at entering the second month of the year. Yeah, I I'm gonna go thirteen and eight, feeling thirteen and eight, um, maybe fourteen and seven. We'll see. It, it it depends on how hot they start off. If they come out of this upcoming road trip, uh, what they play seven games, if they go five and two. I feel pretty about that. They're like yeah. three and four, though. It's probably, you know, because you, you got to factor in that, that Astro series. You got to factor in the uh, the race series. Uh, the Marlins are going to be tough as well. I mean, that, that's good. Honestly, that might be my favorite series on this schedule right now because mm-hmm. of just all the pitching that the Marlins have. That's a that's a really good team that's also gotten better this offseason of Vicial Garcia, Jacob Stalin, some of those guys that they've added. Um that's a really, really fun team. So um, I'm looking forward to that to that road trip down to Florida because that's uh those are two really, really, really fun teams in the in the Rays and the Marlins. Um so yeah. So let's talk about five players you and I are both really 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 confident on but real quick a reminder this episode of lockdown mariners is brought to you by bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest sports developments including this week's masters championships odds podcasts and reviews for all the different leagues this season and bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores colby i don't know if you saw this but today bet online released their world series odds and the mariners are plus 3300 i'd uh i'd, I'd take a flyer on that mm-hmm. you know see what happens Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action and check out those odds. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so uh, you're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep. On the MLB Stars of Tomorrow, it's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. So yesterday on Twitter, Jason Churchill of Prospect Insider and the Baseball Things podcast, which you should absolutely check out, cannot recommend it enough. Also friend of the show, Jason Churchill. He uh, he had his, uh, his listeners, readers, uh, just people on Twitter in general, um, list the five players that they are most confident in on this 2022 Mariner ball club, five guys that they would bet money on. So Colby, you and I are going to take on this challenge and list five players a piece that we are confident in. And this is not necessarily going to be the same five guys that we picked for flag week that we planted our flag in. Cause some of those guys, it's just, Hey, we're high on, but there's a possibility that they might not live up to our expectations. So who's who are some guys that you feel incredibly confident in? Like 100%, I'm putting money down on this guy. Speaking of bet online, right? I'm putting money down on this guy, and uh, 
I'm riding with him all the way through 2022. I feel that he's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's similar to our flag players, but um, yeah, I, I, when you're, when you're looking at guys that I, I feel pretty good about um, entering this year, like the, you know, I, I would bet money that they're going to have a, at least live up to their projections. If not, you know, uh, maybe even do a little bit better than that. Um, for me, I, I'm no surprised. No one I'm going with Luis Torrens. Um, I, I'm, I'm a believer in Luis Torrens. I think he can really mm-hmm. hit. Um, I don't think the catcher defense is as bad as people want it to be. Um, Luke Arkins of uh, prospect insider had a really cool, uh, really cool graphic that he, he had created where he showed kind of how the pitchers performed with the three different catchers beyond the plate last year. Mm-hmm. And at best, there was zero uh, at, at best, you know, there was no difference uh, between the three catchers uh, from the pitch performance, but for the, you know, Luis Torrens is terrible crowd. Some bad news because if anything, Torrens was a little bit better than the other two uh, from getting production out of his pitchers. So I don't think that's really a thing. His, his, Oh my God, he's a terrible defender. I don't see it. And I, I know I feel really confident that he can hit. So to me, Luis Torrens should be the starting catcher. He should start three, four times a week and get a couple days as the DH. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident that Luis Torrens is going to have a, a good year this year. All right. Who are some others? Let's keep going. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty confident in Chris Flexen. I feel like uh, maybe mm-hmm. people are, are overlooking him a little bit. Sure. Um, I know he had some rough spring starts, but hey, you know what? He did last year as well. Um, and the stuff is just better than people give it credit for. It's it's a you know fastball. It's 93 to 95. It's a pretty good curveball, pretty good changeup, um, and a nice cutter as well. So there's there's more there than people think there is. Um, obviously, guys like JP and Adam Frazier. I mean, you just I feel like you just write down what they're going to do in pen, um, and be sure. within I don't know five to ten points in every category. Um, so those guys you feel really confident about. I. I, I would like to say Mitch Haniger, but I have no idea what Mitch Haniger is going to do this year. Um, I think he'll probably be pretty good, but I don't know in which form he'll be mm, good, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and then Jesse Winker is is like as safe as safe of a bet as you could possibly make uh, to kind of live up to expectations. So, yeah, I mean, no real surprises there, but uh, there are more than there have been in the past. Uh, you know, we did this list last year. <laughs> I don't I don't know who we would pick. So yeah, uh, probably Marco. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's good that there's a lot of floor with this team uh, because that also pushes up the ceiling. Speaking of Marco, I'm picking him here. Mm-hmm. I think I think Marco is going to get back to where he was pre 2021, which is top 30, top 40 pitcher in Major League Baseball. I think he can be that good. And I think he will be good uh, that good this year. Plus, you know, being more in, in the middle of that rotation, um, I, I, I think that's going to do wonders for his value in general. Um, Ty France, I've said it, you know, I put him in my uh, my flag week players. Um, I think he's going to hit over 300. I, I've talked about this uh, quite a lot. I'm confident in that. He hit 291 last year. I think he's going to get over that 300 mark. And I think we're going to see more power out of him. Uh, Adam Frazier was another another guy that I had in my flag week, and I think that's a guy that's going to just you you know what you're getting in Adam Frazier. Yeah, he had a couple of down years before last year, but kind of got back to what worked for him. And uh, you know, I think you're you're 
you can bank on getting 280, 290, 300 out of them at the plate. Um, some other guys that I, I like, uh, Robbie Ray. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a significant regression. Um, I don't think he's going to win the Cy Young again, but I could, I could see him, you know, competing for the Cy Young again this year. Um, he's going to be, uh, you know, on the top of the leaderboards and, and strikeouts and all that stuff, or near the top at least. He's. I don't think he's going to to revert back to his high walk rates or anything like that. I think the mechanical changes that he's made are going to be carried over into this season. Um, and I've and I like what I've seen so far in, in spring training as well. And uh, Mitch Haniger, um, like you said, you know it. it, it it's hard to figure out what he's actually going to do this season, like how good he's going to be or, or in what way he's going to be good. Cause last year was a different Mitch Hanniger, right? We, we I'm hitting for more power and kind of sold out for power at times. And, um, you know, the on base percentages lowered, but then he kind of admitted to that. He kind of admitted to selling out for power in an interview with Mike Salk a weeks ago on 710 Seattle sports. And so maybe his approach has changed. Maybe we're going to see less chasing pitches out of the zone and more of a Mitch Haniger that looks, you know, pre-injury, pre-disgusting, gross, awful injury that I never want to think about ever. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think we're going to see, uh, you know, hopefully a more refined Mitch Haniger. But if we also just see the Mitch Haniger that we got last year, that's fine too, especially in this lineup where there's more protection around him as well. He's not just the sole producer in this lineup anymore, or one of the very few producers in this lineup. Now, you know, this is a pretty lengthy lineup. It's not a fantastic lineup, but it's a better than average lineup, I would say. Um, so yeah, so that's um, those five guys. I feel like you can count on them. You know, I I, I would throw it an additional six here. Abraham Toro. Mm-hmm. I think you know, it, like. I feel like a lot of people are overlooking Toro. Maybe it's because now he's not really a uh, a starter, you know, but he's going to play a lot still. He's still going to play a lot. And, uh, I mean, we saw it in spring. The guy just hits. He just hits and hits and hits. He's also going to get more run at third base, which is his natural position. And uh, he looks like he's an above-average glove there. So that's really exciting. I think I feel very confident that Abraham Toro is going to hit at least 250 and probably 270 this year with high on base percentages. So yeah, those are my five or six guys um, that I'm really confident. In. There's a there's quite a few other guys though that I'm like you know Chris Flexen you mentioned Luis Torrens at least from the from a bat standpoint I think Torrens is going to be really good this year. And so, you know, J.P. Crawford, you mentioned as well, the defense. I, I think he finally figured out his play approach. The swing looks less janky. You know, it looks more conducive to actually getting on base consistently. And, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of guys that, that are on this that are in this lineup that are on this roster that you can look at and feel pretty good about heading into the season. And that's a testament to the work that the Mariners have done up to this point. And you know, the growth of, of some of their players. And um, that's really exciting. That's really exciting to have some certainty because there hasn't been a lot of certainty with the Mariners. That's not really a word that's synonymous with the Mariners for uh, for a while now. But uh, it seems like we're, we're starting to get to that point. Anything else you want to add before we move on? Nope. No? All right. No other players you wanted to talk about? All right. Let's 
talk about our superlatives, or let's hand out our super, superlatives, rather, in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I mean, you're listening to us or watching us on one of those, I presume, so... Go check out rockauto.com because why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, it's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now or right after you're done listening to us and see See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Colby. So let's hand out some preseason or opening day or, or what have you superlatives for the 2022 Seattle Mariners. I've come up with a bunch here, some more serious than others. <laughs> let's get into some of the more legit ones first. Let's start with the uh, most likely Mariners hitter to produce in line with their projections. So kind of going off of the conversation that we just had, who are you most confident in, in living up to their projections right now, whether it's fan graphs, zips, whatever you want to use. Um, this is interesting because like Jesse Winker stands out, but I also think he's mm. going to outperform his, uh, his projections, particularly in the power department. Um, so I don't know if that really counts or not. Um, I would, I would say when I look around at projections, I say, I look at Adam Frazier and I'm like, yeah, that, yep. that feels right. So I'm going to go with Adam Frazier. Um, like I said, I, I think, I think the projections are actually low on, on Winker this year. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Frazier. I, I, I would go Winker, but, I think their projections are too low, like I said. So I'll go Frazier. Yeah, I'll go Frazier as well. Like I said in the last segment, that's a guy that you can just depend on. That's going to give you that 280, 290, 300. And uh, that's about where most of the projections have. You know, the, all the projections are kind of all over the place for every single guy. There isn't really one where they're just consensus, you know, all in agreement. But uh, Frazier seems to be, you know, one of those guys where pretty much everyone's pretty pretty close on on what they think of him all right so now let's uh let's go on the flip side here most likely mariners pitcher to produce in line with their projections mm, probably robbie ray uh, mm -hmm. i think the projections are pretty fair on ray uh again i i think they're a little too harsh on marco um yeah. gilbert's a pretty good one as well um flexen's to be honest i haven't really seen his projections but i can guess where they're going um, because I seem to be like the high man on, on Chris Flexen, but, uh, I kind of look at what, what the projection systems think Robbie Ray is likely to do this year. And I, I think that's pr pretty close to right in line with what I'm expecting. So I'll say Robbie Ray. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Chris Flexen actually. Okay. Plus you, you gave me crap last week for not picking Flexen in my, uh, flag week. 
<laughs> players list. So uh, I'll, I'll I'll show Chris Flexen some love here. I uh, I think he's gonna do uh, do pretty well, and the the uh, projection systems are they're pretty high on him as far as I'm aware. I was looking at him today, and so uh, I believe he was projected to be like wins, something like that. Yeah, I'll Hold buy on, on that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, most likely off-season addition to win the hearts of Mariners fans. So no, Julio Rodriguez Julio. does not count. He does not yes, count. He does, he does yes, not he count. Does. I said off-season addition. He was added to the forty-man this off-season. He was in the organization. I'm talking about someone you that didn't was say not. That. You said added to the. You said added to the roster this offseason. That is Julio Rodriguez. That is my answer, Ty. Deal with it. My second answer is probably a Eugenio Suarez. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I I feel like there's two guys, right? It's Suarez or Sergio Romo, right? Like yeah, Jesse Winker. Well, Jesse Winker too. Winker's got a really cool, like a really cool guy vibe, and like yeah. people love Robbie Ray's pants. So like that's true. Yeah, it just kind of feels like everybody except for Adam Frazier. People are just like, oh yeah, Adam Frazier's here too. <laughs> poor, like eh. poor Adam Frazier. <laughs> I get like, are, he might be the best addition they make this off or made this off yeah. season, like just from like a war standpoint, and nobody will care. <laughs> yeah. Like oh yeah, Adam Frazier too. Like we should be talking about Adam Frazier as like a serious extension candidate. Like the Mariners should probably try and get something done there. Um, and we're just kind of like, yeah, he's he's here too. But uh, yeah, I'll say Suarez. Um, he's kind of already got that following. Um, and then Romo is is also uh, kind of right there. But the correct answer is Julio, based on how you phrase the question. So that's just you looking for a loophole. I think I and think I made it. I think I made it pretty pretty clear. What Ty, I, Ty, meant. I, I didn't look for a loophole. I found it. So deal with it sad i am sad all right i'm gonna pick uh eugenio suarez good vibes only don't forget it (laughs) sure a surprise contributor whose unexpected success would benefit the mariners the most well i know you're going dylan moore so i will go i'm not i'm not actually i'm not i'm not gonna do that again i'm not gonna do that again okay Um, because frankly i don't feel like he would benefit the mariners the most even if he was good so surprise player who would benefit the Mariners the most if he was very good this year. Yeah. I don't know if this qualifies as a surprise, but Matt Brash being like a legitimate mm. starter all yeah. year, that would really help the Mariners a lot. Uh, if Luis Torrens could catch, like if he was a 45-grade defender and they just trusted him to do so that all year. Sticking with catcher, right? Cal Raleigh. I feel like that's the answer here, man. What if Cal Raleigh yeah, was really yeah, good this probably, year, right? I mean, like, you know, pigs would fly, but yeah, it would be, <laughs> it would it would certainly help. Yeah, um, yeah, it's probably Raleigh because they kind of have answers. Like, I, I guess you know, Julio and Kelnick are also kind of in that same boat because yeah, obviously, it, like if Kelnick lives up to expectations uh, that he kind of had prior to. May, June, July, <laughs> August of last year. Um, then that's like one less thing the Mariners have to go worry about. But yeah, it's it's probably one of the catchers because that's their their weakest link right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's probably either Terenz being able to catch every day, which seems more likely, um, or Raleigh just being a, a solid everyday catcher. Um, that would help out quite a bit. Yeah. All right. Next up, most likely Mariner to get thrown out of a game arguing balls and strikes. <laughs> hmm. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Jesse Winker because there were a couple times this spring yeah. where I thought he was yeah. actually uh, there, there <laughs> he, were... he was gonna get pots for that. So um, I'm gonna actually go a direction you're not expecting me to go at all okay. here. Okay, Chris Flexen. Ooh, yeah, I went with the pitcher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, yeah. He, Flexen's got some fire, man. He, he's you know, he's got some anger <laughs> in there. So uh, Flexen's a good one. Um, yeah, you know, there's not a ton of like. I feel like Robbie might. Bat. Yeah, I, I don't know. I Robbie kind of has a like, eh, I don't care vibe. Like, not that he doesn't want to play well and win and all that stuff, but it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I'll just strike him out on the next pitch, anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go Flexen. Winker is probably the favorite, though, uh, just because, yeah, he, there were a few times this spring where he was like this close to getting booted from a spring training game. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's Winker. I, I still think Flexen is going to bark at an umpire and get tossed um, from like the it. mound. Yeah. All right. Most likely Mariner to have the best walk-up music. Uh, Jesse Winker. Yeah. You know, he's he's uh, he likes future. He had or Young JP. Thug. As, yeah, he had, uh, Jesse had Young Thug last year and Drake. I actually looked it up. There's a, there's a website called Plate Music where you can look up everyone's walk-up music. But nice. my pick actually is Adam Frazier. I was incredibly surprised. Wow. By this. I okay. looked at Adam Frazier's walk-up music. His walk-up music since 2019 has been explosive by Dr. Dre, which to me is one of the best rap songs of all time. Okay. So I vibe with that. I vibe with, with Adam Frazier pretty heavily. So I'm going Frazier. I I'm going Winker. Cause I know he's a fan of future and there's a particular former, player from the seattle area who has some beef with with future and i love the troll job even though that's clearly not what he's intending to do but i will take it anyways so i'm gonna go with winker most likely mariner to say pineapple belongs on pizza this is a topic that you are very passionate about um none of them will say it because they're all decent people they're all decent hard-working god-fearing people so none of them will say it I feel like Tony Sandwiches might. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Tom Murphy, I feel like he's mm. kind of crazy. Like, yeah. Um, now he probably likes something even weirder on his pizza, like oranges or peaches. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably. Yeah, um, I can totally see that. Yeah, uh, Dylan Moore. We know he kind of likes to not listen to people with common sense. So, um, Demo's kind of a guy, but uh, I like I like the I like the Michelle. It's probably a bullpen guy, right? Like they're all crazy yeah. out there, anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's Seawalt though. He, he's he's too good at everything um, to have that bad of a take. So yeah, I think Mashevitz is is probably a guy. I could kind of see Justice Sheffield being a big you know uh, Hawaiian pizza guy for some reason. But I feel like they, this question's been asked. So if we Google this, we probably know. Well, if we you know, know that it's I mean. not Eugenio Suarez or Jesse Winker because they were asked yes. about it. They said no. Because once again, Jesse Winker is elite from his Chad music Winker. choice. Yes. <laughs> uh, All right. Yes. He is elite. We, so, yeah, not surprised. We know that Scott Service is Team Dad. So, most likely Mariner to be Team Dad Scott Service's son for the year. Because last year it was Jared Kelnick. Is it's Kelnick. Yeah, he's going to repeat. It's or Kelnick. Not, I mean, not Julio? Not Julio after no, the video no, that no. we just saw? There, no, no, no. They're Wisconsin guys. Like, they stick together. Because they both understand Wisconsin sucks, but we got out. So like, yeah, we're doing better. So uh, all right, 
yeah, no, it's it's gonna be. I I think I think what Julio and Scott are gonna have is gonna be more of a, um, more of an uncle nephew type of relationship where Scott's the fun uncle. Sure. Okay. All right. I like that. I'll go Kelnick as well though. I I, yeah. I love that bond. Last year the hug and and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. All right. A trade that would make us go chills. Depoto did it again. Uh, still acquiring Jose Ramirez even after he signed his extension. <laughs> All right. I mean, that would do it, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Do I need like the specific terms of the trade or just no, like the player no, that they acquired? No, that, that, that's good enough. That's that's a good uh, answer. Probably Brian Reynolds. Um, mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez would be a good one. How about uh, trading Taylor Trammell back to the Padres for a pitcher? Is it Blake Snell? The ultimate, yes. Sure. Oh, Let's okay. say that's Blake Snell. Sure. I like Jermell so much. I, I know, but I'd, the, be, the, I'd be sad. But you have outfielders. I'm not going to say we yeah, have outfielder depth yet, but but there know, isn't a clear path for him to play. And, you know, it would just be the ultimate troll job to send Trell back to the Padres and fleece AJ Preller once again. Because they again, should sign Taylor Williams to a minor league deal and then trade him. Flip, uh, yeah, for, for Blake Snell and you, Darvish. Duh. Both two for uh, obviously. <laughs> Tramel had a uh, really good game in the Rainiers yeah. debut too. So hey, maybe All he re- rebuilds his uh, his trade value here, and then uh, you know we can have a, a chills moment. All right, most likely opponent to annoy Mariners fans. I'm going with the uh, with the Rangers here. Oh, okay, we're going with the team. Um, well, for me, it's always and forever the Angels. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's probably the Rangers this year. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I think they're good enough to be a thorn in the side, and they're going to have a bad enough record that when you look back at it, you're like, oh, we couldn't have done you know three games better against that team, really. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes. So yeah, I think the Rangers is a pretty good one. Um, it almost has to be an in division team, and it's kind of just leaves the Rangers really. Um, or the Angels, but uh, yeah. I think Did you the, have a player uh, in mind? Uh, David Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. David, <laughs> yeah, David Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jed I'm not gonna even, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna argue yeah. against the other one of those. Yeah, <laughs> Nico Goodrum is probably gonna be the next one that that steps in there because he's now on the Astros, and uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like a Ledmus Diaz is always kind of annoying against the Mariners too. Sure, sure. Yeah. So yeah, but it, it's it's David Fletcher because they'll do fi- Otani will hit like a buck eighty against them this year, but David Fletcher will hit four fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so how yeah, yeah. I can definitely buy into that. All right, last but most certainly not least, most likely Mariner to start a brawl. <laughs> Jesse Winker. Um, Ooh. Could be Winker. Could be Winker. It could be it could be any of the guys that we mentioned really in the uh the getting tossed superlative. Yeah. But I'm I'm gonna give this to Jared Kelnick. I don't know, man. Kelnick is like I don't know. I, I feel like so he like could start internally, like, you know. Yeah, but I feel like if someone starts messing with him a little bit, if a pitcher starts messing with him a little bit, he might start barking. Maybe. Um, 
Barry I just Seven have this picture guy. in my head. I just have this picture in my head of Jerry Kelnick. First of all, just storming you'd have, him out. <laughs> you'd have to be a moron to pick a fight with Jared Kelnick. The dude would yes. I mean, he'd cam chancellor the heck out of you. Um, Mostly because he's almost the size of Cam Chancellor. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, he's he's like as strong as Cam Chancellor in like the the stature of like Earl Thomas. So it's really impressive. Actually, I think I think Kellen looks like six one. Like he's taller than you think. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I just like Kellen's probably the obvious one just because he's got that kind of personality. Um, to be fair, Scott Service has almost started brawls as manager. So that's true. Over Texas, <laughs> Jeff Bannister, and yeah, then uh, and then Dusty, and then yeah, Dusty, Dusty. The last year. <laughs> yeah, with Dylan Moore. Um, you know, I'm going. I'm going Dylan Moore. How about that? Ooh, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's got to bring some value to the team. So there you go. <laughs> Third show in a row, man. Third show in a row. You just got to get a shot. 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 Did you see? Uh, you got called out on Twitter yesterday for. Uh, for I did not. Hater, for being a demo hater. Oh, by who? <laughs> Uh, there's some guy on Twitter. It was when I responded oh, to you some when, guy, I re- okay. when I responded to you on on Twitter about uh, Billy Hamilton and all that. Uh, yeah, it was the, weird the, that like, like I was like, hey, you know, don't I don't like Dylan Moore on this roster, and people were like, well, he's better than <laughs> Billy Hamilton. I was like, I didn't really say it was between Demo and Hamilton. You know, like, <laughs> I would okay. rather have Hamilton than Demo on this roster, but you can have both. <laughs> yeah. So I, right. I didn't really I didn't really get that, but yeah, um, I'll take shots when once Demo starts hitting his weight. That is when I will stop taking shots. What is his weight? One hundred ninety, one ninety five. I'm not asking for much. <laughs> You're asking for twenty twenty one Eugenio Suarez average. That's what you, you want. Buck ninety eight, buck eighty nine, something like that. It was something like that. Yeah, I think it was like one ninety something. But yeah, all right. Oh, he's well, one eighty five. According to fan graphs, so okay. What did he hit last year? One eighty one. Oh wow! All right. Well, he's he's close. He's he's there. He's on the cusp. On the cusp. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And there's still four days left, or uh, yeah, four days left for you to enter our giveaway. We're giving away two tickets, main level tickets to the Mariners Astros game on Easter Sunday. So if you want to win those, go check out our... uh, our socials uh, at locked on Mariners or at L O underscore Mariners rather. And uh, it's the pin tweet and it has all the information there, but you can get started by subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, that's one of the uh, things that you have to do. So thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day locked on MLB where Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully brings you his, unique perspective on the major league president pass it's free wherever you get your podcast just like us have yourself a beautiful baseball day and be sure to join us tomorrow morning as we'll get you set for what is hopefully opening day for the mariners hopefully 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 we will see you then peace